initially recorded Jolie Blonde, translated as Pretty Blonde, in 1946 for Gold Star Records. In an all-too-common happening in the world of music, Schultz didn't see much of anything from the sales of the record. His payment, according to legend, $100 and a bottle of whiskey. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or our home on the web, soundbeat.org. Soundbeat is produced at the Belfer Audio Archive, Syracuse University Libraries. I'm Brett Barry. <laughs>the local show with me Baratoni Midnight KKU 88.5 FM The Voice of Maui broadcasting out of Ataku Maui Community Media Center in downtown Kahului playing some music by John and Vangelis the friends of Mr. Cairo
Yes, uh, let me tell you something about that. Golly gee whiz. What a weekend. Who had a crazy weekend? I didn't. I just stayed at home. And watched scary flicks all weekend long. <laughs> completely forgot. I completely forgot that last... That last Friday was... Friday the 13th. I'm so th- uh, I had um, Sister Wendy on the show on Thursday, and we really got into the paranormal talk, supernatural talk, as well as um, catching up about the, the whole situation that went down in August, you know, and how, how it impacted the people and everything like that. I didn't even get a chance to say, hey, Friday the 13th. What did I do? So Friday the 13th, I was here. I was working. Uh, I had Latino Connections. Gus Raymond was off the air. Uh, it was a replay. But uh, went home Friday night, and I was like, I got to watch a Friday the 13th film. And I picked my favorite one, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, which is part four in the series. And that's what I watched for the Friday the 13th plus the part of the uh, 13th day in the 31 days of Halloween Horror Movie Challenge. It was Friday the 13th, part 4. The final chapter, which is the... Uh, uh, it's, a, it, it's, it's, it's a different type of... Uh, well, it's not really different in any way, but at least uh, like adjacent to the, the sequel, part 3. The first one, first Friday the 13th, takes place at a camp before it opens, and the camp concerts are being killed off one by one. And then come to find out, oh, spoiler alert, the mother, Pamela Voorhees, Jason's mother, is the one that's the, the killer. But somehow, some way, some weird thing happened between part one and part two. And somehow, uh, Jason, who supposedly drowned at the beginning of the first Friday the 13th film as a child, miraculously is still alive. And it's now a this um, deformed killer in his possible middle to late twenties, <laughs> and it's continuing his mother's work in killing off any camp counselor that's trying to open up the camp again. And again, same scenario: camp counselors there to fix up the camp before all the children come in before. Uh, you know, the camp opens up for the summer. And uh, Jason kills a lot of them over there. And then it follows part three. Part three. <laughs> what happens in part three? Apparently, the Jason from part two is still alive. Somehow, gets gets he gets like... I don't know. Like, he, he gets sliced, he gets sliced in, in the shoulder or somewhere. Like, he, gets, he gets beat up. He gets, he gets, he almost gets dismembered at the ending of part two, only for him to be still alive in part three and roaming another side of, apparently this, this, this crystal lake is a huge ass lake and there's tons, tons of people, not only camps, but people that live around the lake. So, you got a group of kids that are going to a, this one girl's, a uh, family cabin near the lake, and they're enjoying themselves on a little weekend of fun with, you know, marijuana and alcohol, and you know, just getting high and getting wasted, having lots of sex, premarital sex. Jason doesn't like that, so what's he gonna do? He's gonna kill off a lot of these people over here that are doing all these drugs and alcohol and premarital sex. Only for him to get chopped up at the ending of part three. And then leads into part four where they think he's dead. But no, he, he wakes up on the slab at the morgue. A, a local morgue near the, in, in, the, in the town area, wherever town is around there. He wakes up from the morgue and then just kills the people in the morgue. Walks out of the morgue and then walks right back to the lake. They're going to terrorize a bunch of another bunch of kids that are uh, rented out a, a home near the lake. 
to have to, to, to party, to get high, and have premarital sex. What's he do? He goes and kill these kids too. He goes and kill these kids next door and having this just smoking lots of pot and doing the alcohol and premarital sex. Only for him to uh, get chopped up by uh, the next door neighbor's <coughs> kid. <coughs> Excuse me. I have to cough a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, he gets chopped up by the neighbor kid. That kid grows up to, like, maybe he's about 16, 17 now. And then we lead to Friday the 13th Part 5. What happens in Part 5, Tommy Jarvis, who's the kid that chopped, that chopped up uh, 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 Jason in the last movie. He's in a, he's in a, a different area, nowhere near Crystal Lake. And all of a sudden, people are like getting killed off over there too. Like, what's going on? Well, there's a bunch of kids over here. They're like they're juvenile delinquents, a little bit messed up in the brain, you know. So it's for kids for with uh, you know uh, have uh, type of um, you know they're not mentally unsound and they're there, you know, and they're they're doing their thing. There, it's a home for kids, and 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 then something happens, and then next thing you know, they're getting a lot of people are getting killed off in the area. Come to find out, I said I'm spoiling everything for Friday the Thirteenth. So if you ever, you ever wanted to like watch Friday the Thirteenth, I'm sorry, don't listen to this program right now. I'm spoiling the entire series as I explain to you what happens in Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, so in part five, it's a copycat killer, a copycat killer that's like, oh, I'm gonna utilize the Jason Voorhees, uh, 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 you know, killer style. To go ahead and kill a bunch of these kids, because come to find out, it was a uh, it was a ambulance driver who is uh, uh, packing up the body. This kid was got got brutally brutally murdered because again, it's it's a it's a uh, it's a home. It's a home in the backwoods for um, uh, uh, you know kids that are not mentally you know. Mentally not there. I mean, they're there. There's just you know they, they they have some kind of situation going on. One of those kids is like a real juvenile psycho kind of kid, chops up this other kid. Come to find out, the ambulance driver that's his kid that got chopped up. So what's he do? He go just he dresses up as Jason and just roams around the area, start killing people. And then and then the kid that killed Jason, he's like old now. His name is Tommy Jarvis. He's like. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll I'll help them like you know kill off this guy. Like what 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 am I gonna do? Like you know I deal with the real Jason. I'm dealing with a copycat Jason, and it ends with the guy, with the killer actually dying because this one is not like the regular Jason where he's like you keep you know chopping him up or you know like stabbing him and stuff. He's not he's 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 not gonna he's not gonna stop. He's gonna keep coming. Now this one finally this this guy died. Okay, because he's completely human. Then uh, that 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 part five ends. It leads us to part six, where Tommy Jarvis' character, played by another actor. By the way, the original Tommy Jarvis was played by Corey Feldman, in part four. So um, in part six, the character Tommy Jarvis is like, I gotta go and f- find out if Jason is really dead because you know I had to deal with some butthead that was pretending to be Jason. And after that, I guess between part five and part six, you have to go to another home. You have to, like, kind of like psychologically, like, you know, like, uh, 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 what, uh, you know? And then, here you go, part six, beginning of part six. Tommy Jarvis is digging up the grave of the actual Jason Voorhees. And he's, like, he's all messed in the head. He goes and grabs, like, a, a freaking, like, a, a pole from one of the cemetery gates, like, the fencing. It's like a spike kind of thing. And he's like over there like <clears throat> stabbing Jason's dead body, you know, and uh, his friend Horshack from Welcome Back Carter is over there. I'm like, why is Horshack in this movie? How did he get the job? Anyways, uh, Tommy Jarvis, he, he leaves the spike inside Jason's body. When he goes to grab it, pull it out of the body, freak lightning from the storm around them strikes down lightning strikes strikes the pole electricity makes uh, you know boom Jason's awake electricity has brought Jason back from the grave 
He crawls out of the grave, kills Horshack, and then goes to the nearby. And I, again, this is Camp Crystal Lake, but they changed the name, and they changed the name of the camp. And this time, there's actually kids at the camp with the camp counselors. And Jason's roaming around, and he's killing people left and right in the woods. And he's making his way towards the camp, so he's killing off the camp counselors. He's killing the kids, I hope. No kids were hurt in the making of this film. Part 6. But Tommy Jarvis was like, the only way we can, re we can actually kill Jason is return him back to where he came from. And that is his watery grave, watery grave in the lake. Crystal Lake. Yes. So, he, may, he devises a way with, a, with cement blocks and a chain. He tries to get Jason to go out to the middle of the ocean. And then, you know, middle of the ocean, middle, middle of the lake. And he sinks him, he drowns, he's, he's held down, he's, he's, he's down, he's... Boom, Jason, trapped in the water again, in the same lake where he drowned when he was a kid. Trapped there by chains, holding him down to the bottom of the lake. Then you got part seven. Then you got part seven. Part seven. Jason is just rotting away at the bottom of the lake. And he, here comes, here comes, here comes uh, a, a, a young, a young woman, probably 17 years of age, and she's there. And then you have a bunch of kids. You got, you got, again, you got uh, uh, a doctor who rented out a house in the woods next to another house in the woods where there's a bunch of kids out there, you know, teenagers uh, holding a, a surprise birthday party. And, and 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 this girl over here, the doctor, this girl, this girl is psychic. She has telekinetic powers. She's all distraught. Cause when she was a young kid, she accidentally killed her dad. Cause the dad was hitting the mom. What she do is she 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 make it so that the dad drowns in the lake. So she's out there all distraught, thinking that oh maybe I could bring my dad back from the dead from the lake. And what she does, she brings Jason back. She snaps Jason's chain. He, 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 he rises to the surface of the water, the, the lake. And, and he's like, oh, and then she passes out. Next thing you know, Jason is rocking around, half rotting, you know, finding some new tools in a tool shed, some, 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 some weed whackers and some machetes and some gardening shears and what have you. That's what Jason is doing. He's grabbing and he's killing off all the kids next door. Why? Because they're drinking. They're doing drugs. And they're having premarital sex. Jason doesn't like that at all. He doesn't. Does not. So, kills the kids. The telekinetic girl, the Carrie, the Carrie of this. She's using her superpowers to battle Jason. And at the end... Uh, when you think Jason is dead, he's not dead, he's there, and they're in the middle of the ocean again, middle, middle of the lake again, and then her dad, her actual dad, pops out of the lake, drags Jason back to his watery grave. And then they're all right. Then in part eight, Jason, trapped in his watery grave, the chain snaps again because of a, of, of a boat rudder, and it, and, it, and it snaps the chain off of him. He rises from the lake again. You know, and, and he keeps he keeps he, he keeps finding a hockey mask. Like you know, the hockey mask in part six, he didn't even have a hockey mask. You know, he just Tommy Tommy Jarvis had the hockey mask. Like this is the mask of Jason. He finds the mask again. And in part seven, his mask is like half rotted, but it it he rips it off, gets ripped off, and you see his ugly. Like distorted faces, faces are emaciated, rotted, you know. And then, uh, I guess in part eight, he rises again from the lake, and he 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 finds himself crawling on to a cruise ship. Apparently, there's a cruise ship in the middle of the lake. The lake leads out to go to New York City, so he, he passes through this lake. There's a lake, the passage in the lake. They get on. These kids get on the ship. And he, 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 he's on the ship killing off all the kids. Why? Because they're doing alcohol, they're drinking, and they're having premarital sex. 
And then he finds out that uh, they find out that this ship is sitting is heading towards New York City because a lot of these kids are for their for their graduate like to date their diploma for whatever I don't know what kind of freaking class they're taking that's uh, allowing them to go to New York City. They're on they so they're on the ship. Chase is killing off a lot of people on the ship. Uh, the surviving people get onto another. Like uh, one of those dinghies, if I find myself right in the middle of New York City. You know, one of them bad part of towns where there's a harbor. They think they had left Jason on the ship. No, no, Jason followed them to New York City. So here's, New here's Jason in Manhattan. By the way, part, part 8 is called uh, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. Awesome. <laughs> so, Jason is in New York City. He's chasing down these kids, you know. And uh, uh, the, the if they find themselves in the sewers, and they find out that every night in the sewers, toxic waste, toxic waste fills up the sewers of New York City. They're like, perfect, we'll kill Jason this way, and that's how it that's all that's how it happens. Jason dies by drowning in toxic waste in the sewers of New York City. That was part eight. Part 9, Jason goes to hell. The final Friday, or so they say. The final Friday, Jason goes to hell. And, and this time, it's not fully Jason the whole time. Uh, you find out Jason came back from the dead. He's, he's back from, I don't know how he, he got from New York City and got back to Camp Crystal Lake or the area surrounding Crystal Lake. He's there again. He's killing people left and right. Come to find out, the government's been hunting him down. The FBI, the CIA, there's a military force there. They're there to take down Jason Voorhees. And they do it. They blow him up. Jason is in pieces. There's no way of him coming back from that, right? Wrong. In the morgue, the mortician or whoever is like running the morgue, is doing the uh, the autopsy on the remnants of what Jason is. He he gets possessed. He gets possessed by the the, the somehow the, the the dark entity that is Jason Voorhees, and his heart. He's looking at the black heart, and the heart starts beating. And this guy is like, ooh, he eats Jason's heart. And Jason's black heart. Takes over this guy. Now he is Jason Voorhees in another body. What? What? What'd you say? What's going on here? So now Jason is traveling person by person by by uh, the black heart being introduced to other people until it finally finds its way to a like a last member of the Jason Voorhees bloodline, and once that person eats the the uh, the heart, Jason breaks through and, and he's back into his ugly form again with the weird mass in his mutated head. And come to find out that the Voorhees family has been messing around with some Satanism, some witchcraft, some dark magic. Some black magic, whatever. They've been the family's been messing around with it. Okay, the, the lineage and all that stuff, the bloodline. And you come to find out, oh, yeah, well, oh, there's a lot of dark magic going on around here. Like, apparently, like the like Jason's mom was just messing around with black magic and stuff like that, or whatever, like the black craft. Right, anyways, it ends with Jason actually going to hell, being sucked down by the. Demon arms of hell, bringing him down through the hole. And at the end, you see the mask. The mask of Jason in the dirt. And Freddy, <laughs> Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street, who's been in hell before him. Apparently, they, they, uh, he, he went to hell uh, uh, a year prior to Jason going to hell. Okay. <laughs> His, his, his gloves pop out, grabs his, his, his mask, and pulls it down to hell with him. You would think that would lead to Freddy versus Jason. No, because there's Jason X. 
Because I'm between, between Jason Goes to Hell and Freddy vs. Jason. There's Jason X. I'm thinking Jason X takes place after Freddy vs. Jason. I guess, I'm guessing here. Or maybe there's a multiverse I don't know about in the horror world. So, so uh, Jason and Jason X, you come to find out, they capture Jason again. He's in a big maximum security system, like security prison underground. And they're getting ready because this is the future. This is way past the Jason goes to the Freddy vs. Jason storyline. This is way past the Freddy vs. Jason storyline. It's the future, and they're like they're getting ready to cryogenically freeze Jason in his permanent tomb. Okay, and then there's a there's an FBI agent over there. It's just like overlooking everything. Uh, so what happened is something something bad happens, and uh, Jason and the FBI lady cryo, uh, cryogenically freezes, and they're stuck there for a hundred or something years until. A spaceship lands back on Earth some hundred something years later where the Earth is uninhabitable. Come to find out, it's a science crew of young teenage kids on Earth trying to get their science degree with the professor. And then, and then they find out what, what they, they find this prison and they find the cryogenically frozen bodies of Jason and this FBI lady. Next thing you know, let's bring him on the ship. Okay, let's bring him on the ship. So Jason's on the ship. They they bring the lady back to life. She's like, oh, hey, hey, what's going on? You, oh, you got Jason on the ship? Oh, no, 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 what are you doing? And he he's woken up. Jason starts, you know, killing everybody on the ship. Why? Because they're a bunch of teenagers that are uh, doing drugs, crazy things, and having premarital sex. So, of course, they got to die. All <laughs> and all leads to like uh, the the last remaining survivors trying their best to find a way to defeat Jason, and then when they think they killed him, oh no! What happened? Nanobots are released. They bring Jason back to life after he died on the ship on the spaceship, and they 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 they, they the nanobot the nanobots bring him back to life and make him mutant. So now he's Uber Jason. He's Uber Jason. He's part metal. He's part like weird mutation monstrosity. Yeah. So uh, they don't end up. I don't think Jason ends up dying in that movie. They 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 escape. I think Jason he Jason crash lands on this planet that's almost the same as Earth, and uh, he crash lands he crash lands in a lake that's similar to Earth. And what what's going on the, uh, around this lake? Oh, there's a cap. Not a futuristic cap, but it's cap. Okay, so that was Jason X. But between Jason X and Jason Goes to Hell, apparently there's a war. There's a battle. Between Freddy and Jason. Freddy Krueger, he's like, I want the children of Elm Street. This is Freddy vs. Jason now. I, I, I consider this one as part of the, uh, if not part uh, 10, if Jason X is part 10, this will be uh, Friday the 13th part 11. Okay? So now, now we got Freddy who wants to kill kids, but he can't because he can't get into the dreams. So he's going to conjure up Jason Voorhees, who's still stuck in Camp Crystal Lake, or Camp Blood, or whatever, in the lake area. He's still roaming around over there. He's like, I want to get Jason to come over here and scare the kids. And I come to find out, uh, maybe it wasn't the best idea, Freddy, because, you know, you're getting into kids' nightmares. Before you even try to kill some of these kids, Jason is there killing them before he, you can kill them. And, Jace, and Freddy needs to kill these kids so he can take their souls, so he can be stronger. A fight ensues between Freddy and Jason. Like, uh, uh, Freddy uh, attacking Jason in his nightmares. Apparently, Jason can sleep and he can get into his, uh, his nightmares. Whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and that movie, that one ends with Jason uh, chopping Freddy Krueger's head off. 
But then Freddy is still alive, so I don't, whatever. So that was that one. That was it. That was the last one. Oh no, they made a pseudo remake. Friday the 13th remake. This one doesn't have a, a nothing to do with any caps or, or kids, but the storyline of, oh, there used to be a cap around this area until a bunch of people died. And this one, the Jason character, he's more like a, like a leather face kind of deal where he's just roaming around. You know, it's like, oh, well, what's going on? There's, 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 there's a bunch of kids in a house near the lake and um, they're doing drugs and they're having premarital sex. Okay, here we go. How many times did I, have I said premarital, premarital sex in the, in the past half hour? How many times have I said that? I don't remember. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, the remake is, is something I don't, I don't like that one too much. Hell of a crazy uh, sex scene though. Uh, that's what these, like, a lot of these horror movies are, are famous for. Especially when it comes out to Jason or Freddy Krueger. A lot of like loaded premarital sex stuff going on. Anyways, that is the end. Right now, the only way Jason is existing right now is if, if anybody plays a video game. And there's like several video games where Jason exists. There's even a Mortal Kombat where they brought Jason back. So, yeah. <laughs> that is my take on the Friday the 13th series. The franchise. The franchise, as a matter of fact, not the series. If we talk about the series, it's completely different Friday the 13th. It has nothing to do with anything with the Friday the 13th movies. Anyways, uh, keep it locked here on KAKU 88.5 FM, the voice of Maui. Let's take a break. Here's uh, some music by the 5678s with I Walk Like Jane Mansfield. give you the real talk on drugs but it's time we know the facts fentanyl is often laced into illicit drugs and used to make fake versions of prescription pills you can't see it taste it or smell it suppliers mix fentanyl into their products because it's potent and cheap and the dealer might not even know keep yourself and others safe by knowing the real deal on fentanyl get the facts go to realdealonfentanyl.com this message is brought to you by the ad council all Maui, all the time, anywhere you go. Maui Stream for Maui lovers. An all-new mobile app for your phone. Watch Maui's community channels live in HD. 
Find your favorite programs with custom playlists. Submit your own videos. Listen to KAKU 88.5. Available now on the App Store and Google Play. Maui Stream. Three islands, one stream. Akaku Upstairs, elevating community and conversation. Every third Thursday, on October 19th, we talk story with water sports cinematographer, producer and director Jace Panabianco. Jace captures intimate water shots in some of the most aggressive conditions. Watch excerpts of his work from Red Bull's Paradigm Lost, Who is J.O.B., Apple's Make or Break series, and film projects like his latest, Broken Molds, the origin story of windsurfing. 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Register at allkaku.org. As veterans, we're no strangers to helping others. That's what we were taught, service before self. But we do have one question for the veterans listening. When is the last time you reached out for help? If you or someone you know needs resources, whether it's for stress, finances, employment, or mental health, don't wait. Reach out. Find more information at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. How's it? I'm Brother Tony from the local show. KKU is one listener-supported station. That means that all the kind shows you hear, like me, are sponsored by you, the listener, as well as our underwriters. If you would like to help keep the voice of Maui talking loud and clear like that, go to kkufm.org slash donate and give today. And don't miss the local show Monday through Thursdays live at 1 p.m. on 88.5 FM, the voice of Maui. Mountain Way, right here on the local show, KKU 88.5 FM, The Voice of Maui.
back on the local show with me, Bara 20 Midnight, KKU 88.5 FM, the voice of Maui. Broadcasting out of Wakaku Maui Community Media Center in downtown Kahului, there road. It's Monday, okay. We got some events to talk about here. We got the Holo Holo Halloween happening at the Queen Kyle Mountain Shopping Center. Uh, this is happening on October 31st on Halloween night. 5 to 7 p.m. A spectacular evening, a free candy, costume contest, prizes, and more. For the first 50 kids to attend, we'll receive a free cakey smoothie coupon from Jamba Juice. Pre register for the annual costume contest at the. There'll be a link below. If you go directly to the. Um, uh, I think the Queen Kahomano Center uh, website or on their Facebook. You will find in Facebook events. Okay, the costume contest winners will receive a Fun Factory gift card of $25, $25 cashier's check, sponsored by Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union. And of course, more goodies, ages 0 to 13. That's the Holo Holo Halloween, Tuesday, October 31st, 5 to 7 p.m. Uh, Saturday, October 28th, the weekend prior. Got the Halloween Boo Bash at the Maui Mall Village uh, featuring uh, Kiki and Ohana costume contest. Trick or treating for children of all ages while supplies last. For more information on that one, MauiMallVillage.com. They'll have a listing of all the requirements for the event and to register how to get into the Halloween costume contest over there. Uh, happening Saturday, October 28th as well. We got the uh, before the 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Will Smith Imua Discovery Garden, Wailuku, Maui. They got the uh, um, uh, Kiki Halloween Festival, again brought to you by the Imua Discovery, featuring live music by Shia Derek and the Full Flavor Band. It's going to be Maui Classic Cruisers there. Miniature donkeys and miniature horses for the little petting, petting zoo area. Ben's Big Blue Blocks, food trucks, trick-or-treating, and Kiki Costume Contest is contest over there as well. Uh, for more information and to have uh, to find out how you can register for a costume contest, uh, discoverimua.com backslash Halloween. And um, those present... Uh, uh, those participating for the trick-or-treats, you got the Bayada Home Health, Hawaii Children's Action Network, Healthcare Navigator, Hospice Maui, Hui no Iao, Imua Family Services, Kiwanis Club of the Valley Isle, Kuliana Care, Lahaina Sunrise Rotary, Laliche League International Maui, Maui Historical Society, Maui On Stage, Nakiki O Malia. Rotary Club of Kihei, where they have food trucks, they'll be there on the, uh, at this event. Ignition Coffee Maui, Maui Cookie Lab, Outrigger Pizza, Shaka Shave Ice, Sumo Dogs, Yellow Belly, and more. Ooh, lots of awesome stuff happening. And I'll have more information in the next couple of days. Uh, more more uh, events happening for Halloween time. In the meantime, here's some music by the Forces of Evil with the cover of Van Halen's Dance Night Away. KKU 88.5 FM, the voice of Molly. Lady go, she's on fire, cause dancing is 
on the local show with me but I told you Midnight KKU 88.5 FM The Voice of Maui again broadcasting out of Akaku Maui Community Media Center in downtown Kahului there that was music by The Forces of Evil it's a cool little ska punk band with their cover of Van Halen's Dancing Night Away I think it's Van Halen right I think so I don't know I'm not quite sure uh, anyways Time we got, we got nine minutes left, and it's enough time. It's enough time to tell you about the films that I've recently watched. Now, I am not up to date on the 2023 horror films. You know, what came out for 2023? Uh, Insidious, uh, there was the Voyage of the Last Voyage of the Demeter. So, the like, other movies that came out in 2023, um, uh, uh uh, what is it like Renfield uh, Evil Evil Dead Rises um, I am going to be uh, I did make an order out for that movie so I might be watching that film pretty soon I'm a fan of the uh, the first Evil Dead remake that came out about like maybe four years ago or something like that so this one basically is a sequel to that remake and in some way, kind of like a sequel to uh, all the other types of movies that are, you know, uh, in, in a way, in a way, kind of adjacent to the, the Evil Dead franchise. You know, there's, there's a franchise to it. There's even a series, the Ash vs. the Evil Dead, but I haven't really sat down and watched the entire series. I've been meaning to do that. But anyways, um... There's two films that I watched. There were uh, two of the hit horror films to come out of 2022. And uh, the first one I watched yesterday. And again, this is uh, uh, going along the lines of the 31 Days of Halloween Horror Movie Challenge. Which I do every October for Halloween. 31 days, 31 horror movies or more. And I, I did a double feature yesterday. So it was... Two of the best horror movies that came out of 2022. Uh, the first one I watched was a movie called Smile. And it's not the kind of smile you're going to want. And this smile is a curse. Apparently there's a evil entity that curses people by um, an evil smile. Psychologically, it, it messes with your, with your mind. And uh, you start to see weird things. And it manifests as an evil smile. And at the same time, um, the person that is affected by the curse, the only way to affect this, uh, they, uh, they're, they're possessed by the curse. And at the moment of uh, the curse takes their life by making them uh, off themselves in some way, uh, they smile. And the, the curse needs a witness to this suicide in order for the curse to pass on to the next person. 
Yeah. So that's the base. The basis of that story. Smile. It's about a woman that experiences uh, uh, the curse firsthand by a woman that's affected by the curse, and in part after the woman uh, takes her life out of possession by the curse, that curse is passed on to this woman, and she tried. And the whole, the entire film is about her trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Okay, um, that was a pretty good one. I liked it. It was you know there's some scary moments. Very, uh, very entertaining. It's the second feature that I watched that had me floored. Now, I'm not saying Smile is bad. It's, it's, it's pretty. It's a good movie. It's a nice little, like you know, if you're, looking, if you're looking for a horror movie to watch for Halloween, you can watch Smile. You know, but it is the second feature that I watched. Me. My sister and my auntie were in the back house. I put this movie on. Not, not, I'm going into it blindly because I, I know of the film, but I know nothing of the film. The film I was I'm talking about the film I'm talking about is called The Black Phone. The Black Phone. It's the story of uh, the small town and the kids in this small town are slowly going. Uh, they're disappearing, go missing. And thinking that there's uh, possibly some kind of a uh, uh, some kind of a criminal in their midst in this town that's taking these kids. They don't know what they don't know what's happening to these kids. Um, and then one day, the uh, one of the main characters in the film, this young boy, gotta be 13 years of age or something like that. You know, eighth grade kind of kid. He gets kidnapped by the criminal there. They, they dubbed the grabber. Because he grabs these kids. And uh, he's put in the basement. And he's got to like try and survive. So that, you know, he doesn't get killed by the grabber. What you don't know about the storyline is that this boy... And his sister had a mother. The mother, is, the mother is passed on by now. Their father is kind of a very abusive, drunk kind of a guy. You know, he doesn't like the he doesn't like the idea of his kids having some of their some of the the mother's traits because he saw how the mother is like, you know, like the traits kind of made her go crazy in some way. But these the mother the mother of these children have some traits of hers. What are those traits? Well, they're supernatural in nature. Psychic, possibly um, seers, kind of deal. The sister has, uh, she has uh, dreams that tell of, uh, like, you know, kind of like, you know, psychic dreams that kind of leads her to where she's trying to use those dreams to try to find her, her brother. Well, the brother, trapped in the basement of this killer's uh, house, he keeps getting phone calls from the dead children or the dead boys that this killer has, has killed in the past. And they're trying to help this kid out at any way possible. And this kid is trying his best to understand what these what these what these, these these past the, the what this this killer's of victims are trying to like, you know, he's He's trying to utilize everything that they're telling him to do. And somehow, uh, it always leads to him, um, you know, like either getting caught or it, in a way not working at all. But when it gets down to the ending, you're like, what? Oh, whoa. This film is suspense worthy. Great suspense in this film. Overall, the, the, the whole idea of the film, it, it feels like, uh, like you're watching like... Uh, like Stranger Things in some way, it's got a little bit of like, uh, kind of a kind of a, a Stephen King kind of storyline to it, you know, with these kids with supernatural powers. You got a serial killer. It's a small town. The cops don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on, and it, you're just watching this kid trying to trying his best to survive the situation. So that's what I watch. 
And that's the show today. Me talking about the Friday the 13th franchise. And two horror movies that I watched just yesterday. You didn't even get into what I watched. So I watched Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th. Saturday, what did I watch on Saturday the 13th? I mean, Saturday the 14th? I watched Saturday the 14th. That's what I watched on Saturday the 14th. I watched Saturday the 14th. Yes, it's an actual horror movie. Horror comedy called Saturday the 14th. It's from the 80s. It's goofy. It's weird. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for this episode of The Local Show. Keep it locked here on KKU for more programming coming up. Aloha Maui. Let's go out to some music by... Let's play uh, The Iron Maidens. Not Iron Maiden, but The Iron Maidens. It's an all-women cover group. And here's their cover of Iron Maidens, The Trooper. Yeah, let's go out to some heavy metal. Aloha Maui. <laughs> Upstairs, elevating community and conversation. Every third Thursday on October 19th, we talk story with water sports cinematographer, producer, and director Jace Ponabianco. Jace captures intimate water shots in some of the most aggressive conditions. Watch excerpts of his work from Red Bull's Paradigm Lost, Who is JOB, Apple's Make or Break series, and film projects like his latest, Broken Molds, the origin story of windsurfing. 5 30 to 7 30 p.m. Register at akaku.org. Maui's free speech station, KAKU 88.5 FM, Kahalui Maui, the voice of Maui.